This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Chintan Patel, Chief Technology Officer for Cisco UK and Ireland. And we're here to discuss our digital demand. Can infrastructure keep up with consumer expectations? Thank you for joining us, Chintan. Great to be here, Clayton. Excellent. So tell us about your role as Chief Technology Officer for Cisco UK and Ireland. Yeah, so I have a very fortunate role where, you know, I get the opportunity to work uh, with Cisco's customers across both the public and private sector, um, customers who uh, both are in the enterprise space, but also across service providers. And um, I get an opportunity to work with, you know, emerging technologies and get a look at the landscape of where technology is going. Once upon a time, in terms of technology, people and some of the older um, listeners of podcast radio business remember the sound of the dial-up modem. <laughs> but things have moved dramatically on since then. I think you took me back down memory lane there, Clayton, because <laughs> I remember putting in some of those first uh, um, dial-up internet services in the UK. But uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the pace of change has been phenomenal. I mean, nowadays it feels like everything we own is connected to the internet in one way, shape or form. Um, and, you know, we're seeing the uh, consumer expectations each and every one of us has. Our demand for speed is absolutely there, but, you know, we're starting to see, you know, our needs really changing in terms of, you know, how critical connectivity really is um, to each and every one of our lives. Our expectations are growing of what that service should deliver. We are genuinely relying on it for, you know, life's essentials, you know, whether it is shopping or accessing healthcare services or online public sector services. And that's kind of intensifying the need for some of the things that we've seen come out in this broadband survey that we've done in terms of, you know, some of the key concerns people have and what people are looking for in the future. I wanted to ask is what percentage of customers are looking to connect various aspects of their lives to the internet? Because it seems like it's quite a large number. It, it certainly is. And um, what we found is, you know, over 60% of consumers are looking to connect, you know, various things to the internet, you know, now, um, you know, we've got connected cars, you know, we want to check how, how the battery is doing, how much, you know, drive time we have, we're connecting our appliances, I, I bought a new dishwasher recently, and lo and behold, I can connect it to my Wi-Fi network and I can switch it on and off remotely. <laughs> Does it let you empty it, though? Does that do it remotely? No, or? I'm waiting for the robot to do that. But, you know, that, I'm sure that's coming somewhere down the line. You know, we have smart meters in our homes. You know, take aside all the devices that we have, but, you know, sensors, wearables, you know, all of our uh, utility services. You know, we genuinely are living in the, the sort of this connected home environment. And so, you know, our broadband networks have to scale for that. You know, they were originally designed for you know, a laptop and a couple of mobiles, maybe. And now, you know, our TVs are streaming high, high definition video and, and everything else around us. So yeah, it is a large percentage that will continue to increase over time. <laughs> the deep question for a lot of people and a lot of consumers and also for business people is security. Mm. Can you explain how that's become a priority? Because, you know, with, with speed mm. comes, you know, security issues. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, our reliance on, on this technology and this interconnectedness has, you know, opened up, you know, challenges. You know, th there's the very many benefits that we get from this technology, but the bad actors continue to want to exploit that in one way, shape or form. And so security is absolutely a concern. You know, it, not a day goes by where we don't hear about an organization or an individual that's been compromised in one way, shape or form. So we, you know, we have to, we know that that is top of mind. We know that's top of mind. And actually the research just echoed that because that is a, that is absolutely an important area. 
uh, that we've got to continue to keep a keep a focus on. And um, you know, simple things like you know, fifty three percent of people are still using traditional passwords, if you like. Where we do need to get to an era where we can be more sophisticated about that. Only one in four people have switched the you know the firewall, the the thing that will protect your online experience on in their home Wi-Fi router, for example. That's despite 57% of people saying they are worried about cyber criminals hacking their devices or, you know, operating data from them. So, you know, people do care about that. And I think people are becoming more conscious of their digital footprint, what they're doing online, who's accessing their data. But, you know, there's clearly a lot of people out there who aren't, and we need to, you know, make sure this is top of mind. So what's interesting when you talk about home security is also a lot of people are actually working from home Mm. and a lot of people are conducting businesses from home. Do you have any thoughts in terms of how the drive for speed and the vulnerability to security works in those situations? Because obviously a lot of people now, you know, post-COVID have been working from home at least one day a week. And so therefore, obviously, there are risks there. How do businesses get to benefit from this situation? Look, I think you hit a really important um, point here. You know, w- w- the pandemic really shifted the the workforce to be highly distributed. You know, we call this hybrid working now. People are spending, you know, one, two or more days uh, working from home and or, or working from other locations. You know, it's not necessarily just from home. But what we're seeing is this notion of distributed work and people connecting from devices which, you know, they don't have full control over. They're connecting across a network, the internet in many cases, which, you know, um, is open. And they're connecting to applications in different areas as well. And so this is kind of mixed between that kind of professional and personal life does bring new risks into the home. And that's why, you know, consumers and 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 business users do need to protect their their home environment. You know, you're 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 doing work, you're doing banking, you are absolutely you know using your devices for mission critical work. So you know, I think the the opportunity there for everybody to really think about is that you know you do have to provide a, a firewall, as it were, or a, or a perimeter around your branch of one. You know, your office of one that's sitting at home. You need the same level of protection as you get when you're in your office, for example. And you need to make sure that you are putting in the regular hygiene around, you know, password changes, making sure you're turning on your broadband firewall, that you're making sure you're using secure VPN technology so that your traffic is encrypted when it goes across the internet into into the applications in your workspace. So, you know, lots can be done, but I think your point around making sure when you're working from home, you're yeah. taking taking this into account, it's important. We briefly touched on the dishwasher situation that you mentioned in terms of being connected to your router and home system and effectively the internet of things. New actor or new kid on the block is AI. And can you tell me how the growing demand for AI technologies is going to be increasing the demand on broadband networks? Because everybody's at it at the moment. Yeah, look, it's uh, AI is probably the biggest advancement in tech we've seen, you know, in the internet or at least in the in the technology space for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, I don't think we've reached the, the real peak yet. It's years ahead, but it's moving at such an incredible pace. What we are seeing is, um, you know, AI will will absolutely offer huge levels of productivity benefit. It's going to create new opportunities for us to to do things in new ways. It's going to help us solve problems that, you know, we couldn't before because of the scale of things that are happening across different sectors and industries. What we do know is all of these um, these models 
um, all of these AI tools are going to require an increased capacity for us to manage across our networks, uh, whether it be on the broadband level or whether it be, you know, in, in the broader internet. But coupled with that, we really think about um, how we protect that data because, you know, AI is really only as good as the data that you feed it with. And the algorithms that sit behind these AI models are really only as good as the data that you put in. So making sure that that data is protected, hence going back to some of the hygiene, digital hygiene that I talked about earlier, becomes crucially important as an individual or as a business, um, because that's ultimately your intellectual property, which will be used for a customer service engagement, for example. So absolutely making sure that we're we're not only just looking at AI from a productivity perspective, but looking at the responsible use of it and then the security associated with it. Mm. Before, when the dial-up era, nobody understood anything about carbon footprint, or very few people mm. did. Now it's it's an issue as well. How is that reflecting with Cisco and in terms of the report? Yeah, look, that came out very strongly. Uh, you know, we, we, we've always known that's an important area. You know, our, our business customers around the world that we work with, we know that this is an important area. It is an important area for Cisco uh, in terms of our carbon reduction programs that we have in place. But what the research showed us was, you know, 65% of consumers are now actually concerned about the carbon footprint of their broadband. And particularly within a demographic of 18 to 24-year-olds, 73% were very concerned. So, you know, that sort of next generation are, are very conscious of their impact on society and the environment. And so, you know, I think there's um, a lot to this in terms of, you know, how we make the internet more sustainable and more energy efficient. You know, we're playing our part in terms of becoming um, net zero by 2030 across all three scopes. And there's huge amounts of work we're doing to, from the raw materials we source, how we build the products, you know, how we distribute them and ship them, and ultimately how we recycle them. But, you know, there's lots that we can do as individuals to actually help us here in, in making sort of broadband more sustainable. You know, very simple things we can do is, you know, just reduce the energy that th these technologies are using in our homes or, or in our offices, for example. You know, just turning off technology that's not needed or, or not in use or using power saving modes and going into dark mode on personal devices. You know, on their own, we might think, well, that's not going to make that much of a difference. But actually, when you multiply this over thousands, millions, tens of millions of devices, then you suddenly start to have this um, significant impact, which, you know, can, you know, will, will make a difference. And then the second thing we can, I think we can all do, and this applies individually and to businesses, is to really look at all of the, the old technology that we have, the old devices that are ready to be refurbished or recycled. And you know, make sure you're leveraging, you know, at Cisco, we do this, but I'm sure, you know, lots of organizations do this as well, is actually facilitate that return at the end of, of a product's life cycle. For us, we reuse and recycle nearly 100% of the equipment that's returned back to us, for example. So, you know, check those drawers, check those uh, wiring closets, check those uh, basements, uh, uh, and make sure that we're, we're, we're putting technology back in so that it can be recycled. And that will certainly help from a sustainability perspective. Now, internet is now being considered a critical national infrastructure. How does that affect Cisco and its peers in the market? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, we have this insatiable desire to be connected, you know, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. You know, we, we are living in sort of these digital lives now. And it's clear the internet has cemented itself as a something that is of, of critical national infrastructure status. You know, 79% of people said that in, in, in the research. Um, but, you know, we have to make sure that we, we create inclusive access. We give everybody access to the internet, both physically in terms of the types of different mediums that there are, but also the training, because it's, it's all very well having access to the internet. 
But are you able to actually do some of the things that you need to do? You know, we know, for example, for some of the research that Future.now have done, 60% of the UK's workforce is still unable to do all of the what we call or the UK government and industry call the 20 digital tasks um, that are essential for work. So there's huge capability gaps that are hidden in our plain sight. And so many, you know, struggling to use the internet safely, for example, you know, joining secure Wi-Fi networks, accessing their payslips, things that will help them boost productivity, you know, drive the UK forward. So, you know, for us, you know, over 80% of the world's internet traffic touches Cisco technology in one way, shape or form. And so we we do take a huge responsibility in making sure um, there's inclusive access, but then we're doing as much as we can through our training programs to get more people to use the internet safely in a productive way. There is an incredible amount of stuff going on at the moment. Where can our podcast radio business listeners go to access the broadband survey, if that's possible? And where can they find out more about Cisco itself? Yeah, head to cisco.com. You'll be able to access uh, more about what we do as a company. Um, Some of the research, which we've obviously uh, issued out today in terms of the survey, fascinating findings. And I think uh, it only goes to amplify, you know, what the what some of a the opportunity is for for us um, across different economies, uh, but also what each and every one of us can do and, uh, you know, what solutions there are that we can readily all take advantage of today. Chintan Patel, Chief Technology Officer for Cisco UK and Ireland. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you, Clayton. You're most welcome.